the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the final episode of the Maximum Intake Podcast. This is Jim Hacking. Glad you all have made it this far. You're at the finish line. This is our last episode. I'm extremely proud of how it all turned out. And in this one, Gary and I check in after about five or six weeks of us using the new system. And my sidekick, Laura Clark, joins us to discuss all the progress that we've made and all the great results that we're seeing. Calls are up. Consults are down. We're not doing any more consults. We're not charging $100. And we're signing up more cases at a faster rate. The time between when someone first contacts us and signs up as a case are higher. And we're spending about 55 60% less lawyer time on the call. So we view it as a smashing success. I really encourage you that if you need help like this to hire Gary to help your firm. And then if you need to go back and listen to some of these other episodes, I listened to episode five over the weekend. And even though I was the one talking to him, I remembered a lot of things that I still want to tweak in our system. So it's all good stuff. Gary's going to join us in the guild uh, live where people are going to be able to ask him questions next Tuesday. So if you're thinking about joining the guild, it might be a good time to do it. And then we'll have that content in there. But otherwise, go ahead and contact Gary. Give him a call. I bet he can help you out. And I think you'll be glad that you did. We certainly are. So thanks a lot for listening. We've enjoyed the special episode run, and we hope you did too. Thanks a lot. This will be the last call that we have on the transition for the hacking law practice from an attorney-centric, heavy attorney time consult approach to the suggested changes that... Gary Falkowitz has recommended to our firm. You've all been along for the ride. Gary, it's good to see you, my friend. Nice to see you, Jim. How goes it, my man? Good. It goes very, very well. So I want to tell our listeners about sort of the changes that, you know, everyone remembers if you've been following along what a internal conflict I had about giving up the magic of Jim wowing clients and you know, sort of wooing them into hiring us. I had some real mental blocks when it came to the idea that lawyers and only lawyers could sign up new clients. We've made some really radical shifts. So just so you know, Gary, we now have a leads team where we have one full-time person working eight hours a day and then two other people working six six hours a day. So now we have three three relatively full-time people working just on following up with leads. 
And so um, we've also made a big shift away from our former lead software. We've moved into Pipedrive and it gives us a lot greater reporting. And more importantly, it covers one of the things that you wanted to really make sure of. And that was that basically no lead gets left behind, that nobody, there's no holes in the bucket. And, you know, so we've, we've, we've made a lot of, a lot of changes and I'll pause to let you sort of comment on that and share your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you and I have off the record have had a couple of conversations that more actually via email that you've been happy with the results. I guess I'll jump right in and ask you, what are those results? I mean, are you seeing more signed cases? Are you seeing a higher percentage of qualified cases signing with you? Are you seeing more revenue? So give me an idea from, an, uh, you know, from a results standpoint, what these changes have, have done for you. Yes to all of those questions. I'm going to let Laura sort of dive in. We're now, we're now about six weeks into the full transition. So we, one thing before we get into the actual numbers and, and all of the numbers are up. Uh, we're getting faster closings, we're getting more closings, we're getting more people signing up. And to me personally, the thing that's been the most remarkable is that we've cut attorney time by around 65%. So in, before you'll recall that we were charging people $100 for this half hour of time. And you know our calls have gotten much quicker and of course we have that that gauntlet now that you helped us set up where if someone's not even considering being able to pay our price they don't even get to talk to the lawyer so the intake team who were paying i think 16 or 17 bucks an hour they're filtering out almost 50 percent of the of the calls that come in laura will go over all the numbers with you but yes to all your questions and she's going to tell you about some of the, the successes we have so laura you want to show gary the numbers hi gary hi laura so how are you I'm fine. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. So one of the things we wanted to talk to you about was recently we had a um, remarkable week in August and we've been kind of analyzing it, breaking it down to see what happened where we signed up 20 or 21 cases. But one of those days in one day, we signed up 10. That's great. So I want to show you, let me see. And just, just as a, a point of reference for everybody, our stretch goal, at the start of 2020, before coronavirus, our stretch goal as compared to last year was 12 new cases a week. So, to ha and, and to have 10 cases sign up on one day was just mind boggling. And I'm pretty sure this week that we signed up 22 cases, I'm pretty sure, Laura, you correct me if I'm wrong, that was the week that Amani and I were out of town. So we were on vacation. <laughs> and Wow, and it was handled by the other two attorneys. We're doing the closing part, and Laura was doing the Laura and the team were doing the lead follow-up stuff. Yeah, that is yeah. that is remarkable. And what's even more remarkable is that that I'll show you the the graph. Can you see it, Gary? Okay, so this yep. is the day yes. where we closed ten cases, and by close I mean people made their down payment. Ten people made their down payment that day. And the awesome thing about it is that three of those cases were actually people that contacted us that day. That's three excellent. of those were that people that contacted us that day. Four were less than a week old, and we had the weekend in between. So they contacted us Thursday, Friday of the week before, and they closed with us on, on Monday, which is that 10-day thing. And then 
only two were three weeks old and one was two weeks old. So the majority of the cases that were closed that day were less than a week old. And we see that pattern repeated throughout. So, so let me ask you some questions. And I'll, instead of just throwing all the questions, I'll go one at a time. First one is, what are you attributing this success to? What specific or multiple changes that you made are you attributing the success to? Give me one answer or you want me to answer? Oh, go ahead, Laura. Okay, so I think one of the main points is the fact that the intake person is very clear about what he or she has to, the information he or she has to gather before transferring to an attorney and the information that they have to transmit, uh, principally the price. And then the attorney is also clear that if the person seems ready to go, you send the contract right off the bat. And also communication between the three units of our team, that's also the in-house bookkeeper, has been pretty streamlined. So the bookkeeper was actually invoicing people at 9 p.m., and people were just paid. So the communication between these three units within the team has really been streamlined, and we've worked a lot on it, and that makes for faster results. So I know, Jim, at the early onset of this, you were a little hesitant about having this, like, clear qualification method where you might end up saying no to people early on, or you might say yes to people too early. And obviously, that was really important for you to get comfortable with. So instead of, and obviously, you became comfortable with it, but I'll ask a follow-up question to that, which is, of the cases you're retaining, what percent of them are you confident are cases that are going to ultimately end up in a in revenue? The backup question to that is, of the cases you're rejecting, how confident are you that you made the right decision to reject it? Yeah, I feel like um, one of the things, another thing that was sort of corrupting our lead software was the fact that I was never willing to cut somebody loose. Like, as long as there's a, a, a sliver of hope that they were going to come and hire us, which led to a really unruly backyard for each of our leads people. They, they didn't know how to prioritize who to who to follow up with and who not to. I mean, our follow-up system is much more direct and and regulated and augmented and more importantly we're just willing to kick people into the lost category much much faster and that was probably wouldn't you say laura that was probably the last thing that i really had a hard time letting go of yeah true yeah and, um, and, and gary also i'll just throw out there that on that chart that laura was showing one of our leads people is this guy named daniel and he's he's the one that works eight hours a day and he he has just been a total, he's like totally blossomed into this role. He had been the front desk receptionist, but, you know, I hear him, I hear him using the script. I hear, he's very loud when he talks. He's, but he's very, Don't very mind. yeah, he's very, very empathetic and the clients just love him. Right. So when, when they, and, and I, and I heard him, like I heard him the other day, there was a, a client that really, really, really wanted to talk to me. And Daniel was like, but you have to say first whether it's feasible for you to pay that legal fee before I can train. I mean, that's basically where he got to. He didn't that's excellent. Good for that. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. He was really, yeah. So the, I think the team, I mean, we've done a lot of extra training. I think the leads team is much more knowledgeable, both about immigration and about the sales process than they ever were before. Don't you think, Laura? Yes, definitely. 
Yeah. Definitely. And and we've been very intentional about training them in that sense. So we're having ongoing trainings, immigration training, and then sales training to kind of complement what they're doing. And we were seeing great results. Yeah. The, the other two people, the other two people are brand new. They've never worked in immigration in their whole lives. They have ties to immigrants, but they've never, they've, they've been in sales before, but they've never, you know, so there's a lot of a learning curve as far as how immigration goes, but just to see everybody. And, and Laura is very collaborative and sort of, they all come and bounce things off of her. So really to me, one of the great things too, is that Laura has really taken over a lot of the responsibilities, quote unquote, that I had when it comes to sales. And she's doing it 10 times better than I ever did. That's excellent. Good for you, Laura. That's great. Yeah. You know, I think when the people who are going to thrive at this position or in this role for a firm are the people who understand your vision and understand what the goals of the law firm are, right? I, even I talked to my intake team here, you know, our job isn't just to gather information. The law firm's hired enter to qualify and retain. And if it doesn't qualify, move on. If it qualifies, make sure you convey urgency, make sure you convey interest, make sure you convey reassurance, and let's get that case retained, make sure they understand there's no money up front for personal injury law firms. So I think the, the people that thrive are the people that understand what the vision is. And, and I'm glad, yeah, I gotta tell you, you're making my day, my week. I knew that this was gonna happen. Uh, I didn't know how quickly, I didn't know how much, but you know, you had to believe in it. You had to be flexible. You had to take a chance on uh, on, on additional follow-up, on cutting loose earlier on, on qualifying earlier on, on trying to get a case signed faster. Because at the end of the day, Jim, and I'll just end with this, whether you know it or like it or appreciate it or not, every day there's someone coming in and competing with you. And uh, we, no matter what you do, I don't care if you sell mouse pads, I don't care if you sell legal services, if you think you're the only game in town, you're bound to lose. And I think that's the mentality we have to have to, to, to win, which is to understand that someone will take our spot if we, if we leave an opening. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think you're right. And one of the things that really I got a kick out of the other day. So, you know, the lawyers, the lawyers, as I said, their time involved in this has been cut down a lot. And they keep, but they do keep trying to seep back into their old ways. And they keep, they keep coming to me and saying, hey, Jim, let's have the intake person also ask them what country they're from. Or, hey, Jim, let's have the intake person. What was the one yesterday, Laura? It was something they wanted. They wanted a whole, oh, yeah. They wanted, they wanted the leads team to get the full address from every lead, as opposed to just getting the full address from the people that actually sign up. And so in my mind, I just giggled and I say to myself, what would Gary say about that? And all I, I just channel, I just channel my Gary and I'm like, nope, we're not doing that. And I'm much more direct about it, aren't I, Laura, than I used to be? Like, no, we're not adding yeah. shit. We're not making it more complicated. It's all about speed. If it's if it slows things down, we're not doing it. I love that. Yep. That's excellent. Hey guys, it's Becca here. I'm sure you've heard Jim and Tyson mention the guild on the podcast and in the Facebook group. That's because we're seeing some really exciting things happening with Guild members and their businesses. The Guild is this perfect mix of a community, group coaching, and a mastermind. Inside, you'll gain support, tap into a network of connections, and continue learning, a common theme among successful entrepreneurs. There are so many benefits inside the Guild, including weekly live events and discounts to all Maximum Lawyer events. 
Head over to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash the guild to check out all of the benefits and watch a few testimonials from current members. Investing in a community is like the self-care of business ownership. Being in a community with other people who get it is crucial when you're creating a rock solid foundation to build your business on. One that's strong enough to withstand setbacks, transitions, and growth. So head to MaximumLawyer.com and click on the guild page to join us. Now, let's get back to the episode. Because as great of a guy as you are, and as amazing of a service that you offer, and I mean both those things uh, very sincerely, you're still running a business, and you're still you're still paying people, and you still need them to provide. Uh, they need to maximize their time when they're working with you, and for them to ask somebody, you know, so tell us what you did yesterday. What was your day like? That's not the point. Yes, that's a great conversation. You're making a really you're creating a strong relationship, and I understand that. But but it's going to hurt the business at the end of the day, and you got to keep that business in front of your mind. So I love that. I think that's great. All right. Well, we got you. I think Laura has a couple last questions for you and then we want to talk a little bit about how people how it, what it looks like to work with you go ahead Laura. Yeah. so one of the questions i had is something that actually the intake team talks to me about frequently since jim is the main attorney in our youtube channel and we get a lot of people calling in because they see him on youtube they of course want to talk to him they're willing to pay the fees they, they've gone through the qualifying process but they only want to talk to him now, I think the intake team is pretty good about identifying the people that are just going to be very, very difficult clients and get very firm. But I also kind of wanted to establish a protocol for everybody so it would just be easier to work around. And I'm wondering how flexible should we be with that kind of request? Yeah, well, see, that's an interesting one uh, because now you're talking about a retained client, Laura, not a non-retained client, right? I'm talking about a qualified lead. That has not yet signed. Ready to talk to an attorney, but not yet signed on as a client. Correct. Yeah. So um, we have to push back, but Jim has to be an option. You know, at this, you're you're not big enough yet where Jim isn't an option. You know, when you get to the point where you're signing 25 cases a day, and shucks, why can't you? Right? Why can't you do that? You just tripled your your daily signings in the last year. Why can't you triple it again next year? When you get to that point, it's going to be it's not going to be feasible. Right now, I would suggest that Jim has a two-hour window a week. Give her you know, start there, start an hour, whatever it is, where your team, when pushed, when necessary, when there's a strong case, when there's the exception to the rule, when you need to do one more thing to get that case signed. Right, not offering it because it's not necessary. You're not going to offer somebody something that's not necessary when it's necessary. I think you got to calendar a 15-minute call for Jim to have, whether it's for one, two, three, four, five, six people a week, and I don't think it's going to be that many, so that he can be that overriding factor. And, and listen, for anyone watching this, I place this, I place, I use this analogy, and Jim's heard this many times. When you go in to uh, lease a car, and you go into the car dealership, and you sit down with the car salesman, and you spend 45 minutes with the car salesman negotiating how much this is going to cost per month, and you go through what the car is going to include, what it's not going to include. And then the, the, what the salesman says to you, hey, well, you know, and, and first of all, before the salesman says anything to you, say, okay, thanks so much. Let me go think about this and, and talk to my spouse and get back to you. The salesman says, wait, before you leave, let me introduce you to my man, right? So that's the salesman thinking, there's no way I want this guy or gal leaving my dealership without car keys in their hand and a check in mine. 
What do I have to do to convert them into a client? So they bring over the manager. Now, if they had the deal already signed, no need for the manager. But they might be thinking, I just need someone with a title to talk to this person right now, make them feel special, make them feel wanted, and then we can turn them. Now, you have the lawyer. You guys have a lawyer on the phone with all, the, all these claimants, so that should be sufficient for most of your uh, clients or new clients. However, you're going to have a, some clients that are worth Jim's time. Say, you know what? Jim's got a crazy schedule this week. Uh, but because your case qualifies and because Jim likes to speak with his clients, I think I can find 15 minutes tomorrow at 3 o'clock or 15 minutes today, obviously preferably the same day. I never want them waiting. Or 15 minutes right now. Let me go see if he's around right now. And you, I think Jim has to make himself available X amount of minutes a week or a day uh, for those calls because you don't want to lose those clients. Yeah. I think that's a good balance point. Yeah. What else do you got for me, Laura? I also wanted to ask you, since sometimes we have people calling in that are not really sure what they want or why, I mean, they're sure that they need help, immigration help, but they're not sure about what to do or there are many options. And I've had to take um, some calls this week because Daniel is out. So um, I've been talking to a lot of them and I realized that sometimes a lot of the problems stem from the client or the prospective new client taking control of the call and just kind of spazzing out what I've been doing. And I'm not sure, I mean, it's worked, but I'm not sure if this would translate to the rest of the team is after I've listened to them a little bit, it's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call you tomorrow. You said you needed to check with your spouse or fiance or whatever. Um, I will call you tomorrow and see where you're at at that point. And if you're ready to talk to Antrini, I'm going to go ahead and transfer you. But it's like, I tell you what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. But I'm not sure if that's being too pushy or if that's the right way to kind of handle it. Because a lot of the times the clients just take over the call. And then sometimes the intake team is like, I don't know what to do with this guy. He's just going around in circles. Yeah, I think well, I think we have to go back. I think you did a good job because it's extremely important to take control of the call. But I think we got to go back to telling the client, hey, Mrs. Jones, you know, I, I, it sounds terrible what you've had to go through. It sounds like you're, go, you're going through a very stressful, stressful situation. At our firm, we can tell you whether you qualify for representation just by asking a few questions. So regardless of what you're going through, let's find out if we can help you right now so that if we can, we can take this pressure off of your shoulders and put it onto our shoulders. But you telling me the story, I need to ask specific questions to see whether it's something we can help you out with because – uh, that's the only way we can move this call from you becoming a potential client to you becoming a client. And I think it's just a matter of them understanding that you have to ask some questions. You have to find out. It's not just having a conversation. It's about getting some guidance on whether they're qualified. And you can take the word qualified. You don't have to use the word qualified. People get very turned off when they use the word qualified because it's so formalistic. Uh, but you can say whether, you know, whether we think we can help you, right? We need to ask a few questions to see whether we can help you or not. Uh, but you got to get back, get them back on script. You can't them run away with it because that could be an hour and a half for a call that somebody says, you know what, by the way, thanks so much. I already have a lawyer that they told me the same thing. I just need someone to tell me that again. Right now, all of a sudden, you wasted an hour and a half. Yeah. So it's uh, you got to take control of the conversation. Okay. Those were the main doubts I had, Jim. And thank you, okay. Gary. It's really, really helpful. All right. Wonderful. So, thank you, Laura. Gary, let's wrap. And again, thanks so much for the time that you've shared with us all these weeks. We really appreciate it. We've really turned it around and we're really excited. About it. But can you tell everybody like 
how is it to work with your company? I know you've been busier than ever. How does it work? How do they get a hold of you? And, and what kind of things can you how do, can you do with people? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot I can do with people. I, I love uh, I love the intake. I'm sure anyone watching this, at the very least, you see some passion from this guy who's got gray hair, and that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. Um, you know, I have a call center. Uh, law firms outsource their intake to our call center. Usually, higher volume law firms. Uh, and and I, I hate sales pitch stuff, so I'm just gonna I'm not gonna sell any of this. I'm just gonna make sure you know what I do. So if you have any questions, you can reach out to me. So I have a call center. If you ever have any questions about your own intake processes, give me a call. Um, I haven't been consulting with the whole coronavirus stuff. I've been putting that on hold, but uh, certainly always looking to help and put people in a better position. Listen, you have a business out there. I'm a lawyer too, right? I have my own law firm, uh, and uh, I understand that when you, because of the industry we're in, we're not allowed to cold call. You know, we can't go stop someone who's just an accident, screech, come to a halt, and go, hey, were you hurt? Not something we want to do, but not something we can do anyway. We've got to gamble. And I understand this is the business we're in. We're in the gambling business. You got to throw out money in a marketer. You got to throw out money to your vendors. You got to bring in staff. And you got to hope that clients are going to call you. And you got to hope that those clients that you sign are going to resolve for a fee. I get it. It's stressful stuff. That can keep you up late at night. If you're looking to ensure that you're maximizing whatever you're, wherever you're spending your marketing dollars, that you're maximizing the return of those, maxing, of those marketing dollars, Give me a call. Let's talk. Shoot me a text. You can reach me via email at gary at getgary.com. Feel free anytime to reach out to me. I hope that you guys, um, I guess I'll end with this. You know, intake is about understanding that you may only get one bite at the apple. It's a very competitive industry. It's a word that if you told me in law school that somehow I would be working with intake, I'd have no idea what you were talking about. And now can't understand why law, the people who have law firms are not putting more effort into their intake. This is the difference. People talk all the time about, oh, what's your cost per retained case or how many cases did you retain? You cannot have those conversations. You cannot improve those numbers without recognizing the important factor that intake plays for your law firm. So uh, I am thrilled beyond belief that Jim is crushing it right now. Quite frankly, Jim, I'd like to see those numbers double in six months. So uh, you and I are gonna stay in, in contact and uh, we'll make sure we can do that. But I wish everybody out there, I hope it wasn't a waste of your time. Wish you the best of luck and stay stay healthy and stay strong. Thanks, Gary. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Thank you. See you, brother. Talk to you soon, guys. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, more content. Go to MaximumLawyer.com Have a great week and catch you next time.